0: just want to get levels. That's not too loud? No, it's loud. Are you sure? Yeah. You don't need me to turn it up or down or anything? Positive? (laughs) (laughs) Scoot your chair up a little. Can the oxygen still, with the tank turned over, you still get oxygen?
1: Well, that one's not the other one. We're going to have to switch it. Oh, I
0: see. Well, let me know when we need to switch your oxygen. Okay. Ready? We're just talking. There's nothing to be. (laughs) Yes. Ready? This isn't live or anything. This is just us talking. Mm. All right. Well, this is uh, Conversations with Nana. And here's Nana. Are you glad to be here?
1: A little apprehensive. Why? Because I am.
0: But you're a talkative person.
1: Sometimes.
0: But not when a microphone's in your face? Right. Yeah, well, it'll get better.
1: I don't think I've ever had a microphone in my face.
0: (laughs) No one's ever interviewed you?
1: I don't think so. Why? i have never done worth interviewing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure you have. (laughs) You don't think you have?
1: No, I don't.
0: So what? Uh, what made you want to do this? Did you just do this because I asked? Yeah. You don't think anyone will listen?
1: I don't think so. No. Why? Because I don't think I have anything important to say.
0: Sure, you do. What? Uh, so what? What's your name?
1: <laughs> <Say> Nana.
0: <laughs> your name. Your full name is Nana. Yeah. What's my name? Ty. My name is Ty and And I'm one part of two in conversations with Nana, so welcome everyone. everyone is excited to be here, yeah, candy's with us, candy the dog yeah yep so let's uh let's start out with uh where where were you born
1: in alliance Nebraska
0: and what's alliance like? what was alliance like back then?
1: that was during the second world war. So there was a big air base out by the airport.
0: How close were you to the airport?
1: Well, the airport's only a couple miles east of town.
0: What was the population when you were born?
1: I have no idea.
0: And you were born in what year?
1: 1944.
0: July 7th. Your birthday's coming up. Yep, it is. What are you going to do for your birthday?
1: Probably nothing. (laughs) Why?
0: I think I have it off work. We can hang out.
1: Okay, well, it's my birthday is a week after yours. So.
0: It is, yep. What are we going to do for my birthday?
1: I don't know. What You probably have to work.
0: Do you want to get drunk? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You don't drink?
1: Not since I got diabetes. You know?
0: So what year was that?
1: Like 1990.
0: 1990. So you drank before that?
1: Occasionally.
0: <laughs> and your, your drink was... Peppermint schnapps and Seven Up. The
1: that exact, that's right. The very first drink I ever had was uh, slow gin and Coke. Because, What's that? Because they said Papa said that it tasted like cherry Coke.
0: Slow gin. What is slow gin? You don't know? No.
1: It's S L O E.
0: S L O E.
1: Those are berries, I guess.
0: Slow as berries.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of thick syrup that does kind of taste like cherry Coke a little bit.
0: And that's what you're drinking right now.
1: Yeah, right. I never liked anything that tasted like liquor.
0: Yeah. Now whiskey?
1: Oh, no. And tequila? No.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't drink tequila.
1: It gave me a bad headache.
0: Did you ever have hangover?
1: Yeah, I've had a hangover before.
0: So in 1990, when you got diabetes... How old were you?
1: 46.
0: So how did they diagnose diabetes?
1: Well, I don't know how long I'd had it, but uh, it got to the point where my vision changed overnight. I woke up and I'd always needed glasses, or recently needed glasses to read up close, but I could always see far away, and I woke up and it was exactly reversed.
0: And that just happened all of a sudden?
1: Just overnight. And so... I made an appointment and went to the doctor and he um they tested my blood sugar and it was like 500.
0: What's normal? I don't know anything 100. about blood. So, 5 times what it should Could've have been.
1: been. Yeah. And so um anyway, so then I he prescribed pills and I had to go have my and at that point I was really scared of needles and I had to go have my blood drawn every week.
0: You were living in Gearing then?
1: No, no, Denver. Oh, right,
0: 1990.
1: Yeah, Denver. And uh, so anyway, the medicine worked, but uh, I didn't have to start taking insulin but injections until uh, like 2000 yeah, two thousand. What after I got sick and my liver got destroyed.
0: What year was that? Two thousand. Two thousand.
1: But the transplant was two thousand and one.
0: So I mean I don't know in depth really, I don't think we've ever talked about what was the name of the medicine that got you sick? Well explain explain oh. what uh so when when you did get sick,
1: okay, so I had diabetes, and I was taking um medicine, pills, not insulin and then, um just b- shortly before we moved here to Scott's Bluff, which was on Labor Day of nineteen
0: ninety four right
1: um the doctor had switched um to a new medicine. And oh, no, I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, anyway, it it was working really well, and so I came here and I got a doctor here, and she continued with that. Right. Well, then it, that's what ended up destroying my liver.
0: So what did you said it was working well? How long were you on it until it just didn't work well? What did you know
1: So probably from nineteen ninety three to. 2000.
0: So what happened? Like, how did you come to know that something was off? What was going on?
1: Oh, well, I was in a lot of stomach pain, you know, and so finally, your dad was a Scottsdale cop. He took me to the it was nighttime. So he took me to the emergency room. And uh They thought it was gallbladder. Right. So they um, gave me morphine or whatever for the pain, and I had to stay overnight. And then they were going to do gallbladder surgery. surgery. Right. Okay. So then it was just supposed to be the laparoscopy where they do the five little inch long incisions. It's not an open thing or anything.
0: And they do that on your stomach?
1: Yeah, I've got five little scars, and so, uh, <clears throat> it was Doctor Hughes. Mm-hmm. He's still, I guess, he's still a surgeon up here. Well, so then the next day, or so when I got out of recovery, he came in and told me that uh, it wasn't my gallbladder that my liver was destroyed, and he just that was it. That's all he said, and. They didn't do anything to close the incisions, so...
0: They just left them
1: open? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not funny, man, because what they didn't... When they did the uh, oh, ultrasound in the emergency room, they didn't say anything or determine all this fluid that I had in my abdominal cavity. I had like 30 pounds of fluid. I, I had gained 30 pounds over three months time. Wow. And it was all this called acetes
0: mm-hmm.
1: that from the liver. Right. Breaking down. Right. And uh, so <laughs> when he didn't, they, you know, they didn't put a, a, what do you call it, a Perry strip or something? They didn't do no anything. Idea. So all this fluid just started pouring out. I mean, my gown was drowned. The nurses were trying to change everything, and it was just coming and coming and coming. Really, it was crazy. So this head nurse, she um got some little Perry bags for pediatric type things, right. and taped them to each incision so that, and they would fill up in just a matter of hours.
0: Really, it was terrible. <laughs> and the medicine caused that
1: it destroyed the liver yeah
0: so how did they find out that that was the cause of that how did um, they find out the medicine was the cause of of that
1: well i don't know that they actually uh they suspected it i don't know that they actually uh how they could determine you know com- uh concretely but um it, the medicine, I can't, th- it starts with an R, I think, but I can't think of it, an R or T. But anyway, it had come to find out it had already been proven to destroy your liver in Japan before the FDA ever approved it in America, and they went ahead and approved it.
0: Really? <laughs> so how many people were on that medicine?
1: Oh, a lot, because it was good. It it knocked your blood sugar down like, wham, and
0: so was it a take as needed? No. Oh, you took it every day.
1: It was a prescription. I forget if it was more than once a day. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, and um, so then they ended up having to take it off the market because so many people where his livers were getting bad. Mm-hmm. Some were dying. Wow. And then like me, some of them had a transplant.
0: Well, and you, I remember that newspaper article said you had a 20% chance of life like well, living. Not,
1: not, okay. So when we first found out about this in 2000, uh, then, let me think. They uh, sent me home. That was after the surgery, because I was in the hospital, and I signed the papers on that house after the surgery. So uh, it was October of 2000. So then um went home, but then my blood sugar shot clear up to 500 again. Really? And then they put me back in the hospital, and then... Uh, that's when, and I don't remember a lot of this because I was out of it. The the side effects of this liver business affect gave oh what is it gave me encephalopathy encephalopathy where it affects <laughs> wow. your brain and you don't. I, I was out of it for I think a couple of weeks. I have no idea. I don't remember anything other than I thought I was being held prisoner, and I was screaming for help. And all this time, I was on this floor in Omaha, and <laughs> Those poor nurses. I feel you so...
0: were screaming.
1: Yeah, oh,
0: actually screaming. So, what year was that? Two thousand? Oh, it was around nine eleven, right? Because you had to drive.
1: No, no, this was the year before. Oh, when right. I first found out, and so when they flew me down there. They gave, they told mama, your mom, that I had a 20% chance of living.
0: Right. How'd that feel, the hair?
1: I didn't. I was out of it. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Poor mama, I don't know. And so uh, they flew me because they said a helicopter would take too long. Right. And they didn't think, they didn't know if I was going to survive. So then mama. And your dad had to drive down there and not knowing what was going to, you know, it was really. Well, but I didn't know anything for a couple weeks. Wow. Then one day I woke up and they have this board on the wall, you know, right on board. And it it says, they ask you, what day is this? Who's the president? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And um, And I came out of it. But that's when. And then they had to put this huge, big needle into my stomach and withdraw the rest of that fluid. Fluid. It filled like a two-liter bottle one time, and then they had to do it again. And then a portion of it walled off and created a, what do you call it? Um, A barrier. A cyst, like walled
0: off. Yes.
1: Okay, and so then uh, they they uh, had to drain that, so they had to put a tube in there, and then when I came home, I still had that tube in there.
0: My goodness.
1: Some- and so then they put me on the transplant list, and then that was like another year before.
0: <laughs> Be careful with pounding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you, uh, I just remember when you were in the apartment and gearing you uh
1: yeah that's when I,
0: you were sleeping a lot was that a side effect
1: that was when i was getting sick yeah you know?
0: and you didn't have any idea why no no could you tell something was changing
1: i knew that good? i was gaining 10 pounds a month for 3 months yet i was going to the panhandle community service they were weighing me but they didn't do any they didn't react to it Really? So, anyway, that's, so it was like a two-year type thing, but then it ended with the transplant in November of, no, October 20th of 2001.
0: And then that's around 9-11, and then they...
1: That was right after 9-11, because it was October 20th.
0: Right, and they couldn't drive you, or they couldn't fly you. Couldn't fly me. Because the planes were grounded.
1: Yeah, all the planes were still grounded, And uh, so that's really why I got the transplant when I did. One reason was because all the planes were grounded, so you had to be within driving distance, but you had to get there within six hours. You had six hours to get there. Well, it took us six and a half to get from Scotts Bluff to Omaha, and Mama had the cruise control set on, like, 83. Right. But – I'm thinking the donor must have been brain dead and not totally, you know, so they could oh, keep see. See, oh, yeah. keep the the organ viable until I got there. But, man, when we got there, they just went, bam, right in there, and they're putting the IVs in and asking me all these questions and everything right away because they kept calling, where are you, where are you, how, f-? and they didn't, like we'd say, Ogallala, and they'd say, where's that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Was it scary when you first got there? Was it scary on the ride there knowing? No,
1: it wasn't. It was a beautiful October day. Really? It's sunny, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, a beautiful fall day. And uh, so we left like at like 9 or 10. No, I think we got the call at 9, so we left about 10. And we got down there like around, it was dark five or six but uh then i was in surgery for seven hours wow mama had to sit out there well you know mama she went to walmart
0: <laughs> <laughs> what'd she buy
1: me balloons to put in the room and stuff
0: what i remember you telling me a story that you thought there were cats inside the balloons
1: yeah I, that was yeah i um that was scary <laughs> I was what do you call it
0: hallucinating, yeah,
1: yeah, and she brought bought these big uh high, you know big balloons, there was like two or three of them hooked together,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fine, <laughs> just turn it back towards you,
1: and um, so when I was coming out of it, I suppose I was still on the drugs,
0: mm, I would assume so,
1: yeah, and it was I had uh hallucinations like that you kids were on the floor beside me and that there were cats in the balloons it was crazy
0: what were the cats doing i don't know <laughs> do you think cats belong in balloons
1: no 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 <laughs> but anyway so yeah it was
0: so how old are you now
1: i'll be 76 in two weeks
0: did you think you'd live this long
1: I don't know. Back then, I was 56, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> your mom, Grandma Rosemary, how old was she when she died?
1: 74.
0: Wow. And your your dad? 60. Wow. What about your grandparents?
1: My grandpa died. My mother's dad died when he was um, 71, I think, because he his pancreas just died. Right. And Grandma... <laughs> My my uh, mother's mother, the one that pretty much raised me uh, or helped raise me, um, she died like a month before her ninety-first birthday. Really? Yeah. So I'm a lot worse shaped than she was. She didn't get congestive heart failure until she was like eighty-six. I already have it.
0: (laughs) Oh, you do have congestive heart failure? Yeah. So what do you do for that?
1: You just have to really watch. Your salt, which,
0: which you're not good at,
1: yeah, which is almost impossible. And uh, <laughs> is any, it though? Anything fast food, anything restaurant, anything that comes in a can or frozen,
0: or, <laughs> your uh, entire diet, uh,
1: lunch meat, uh. <laughs> anything like that has processed. They're called processed foods, and they're it's full of salt to keep it preserved. Yeah, right. So it's so it's a no win situation. But you, you so anyway, anyway. so that your body won't (laughs) retain the fluid, and then that puts the pressure on the heart.
0: Wow, you still eat all those things anyway, don't you?
1: Well, yeah. What choice do I have?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eat fruit. Eat fruit and salad. But I guess even most dressings are so...
1: Oh, yeah, and I don't like dressing anyway, so... Oh,
0: that's right. You don't like uh, cereal either, because you don't like it being soggy. I do like it soggy. Oh, you do? What was there? There's something that...
1: But I don't like it sugary.
0: There was something that you didn't like because of...
1: Oh, crackers. I don't like
0: Oh, and soup, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's so... Why? What's the difference? I don't know (laughs) why. Just the look or what?
1: Tate, it, it's the feel in your mouth. I don't know. The texture. Yeah. What is
0: your favorite food?
1: Oh, gosh, I don't know.
0: You used to drink a lot of uh, Diet Dr. Pepper.
1: I know, but now I'm convinced that they say that the Diet Pop is worse for you than the Sugar Pop.
0: I don't know if I. Why? That doesn't make sense to me. I've because never looked the, into it, though.
1: Because of the chemical that's in the. That's the. Makes it sugar free.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. So when you were born, you were how many siblings did you have?
1: I was the oldest
0: of how many?
1: Five kids eventually.
0: So what what uh ages were they? I'm You were how much older than the second?
1: 2 years.
0: And then keep going down the line.
1: And then I'm 7 years older than the the next one. 11 years older than the next one. And fifteen and a half years older than my baby brother. Timmy? Timmy.
0: I see. Of all of them, they're all still alive?
1: No. My brother that's two years younger than me, he died a couple years ago of cancer.
0: Who was that? Michael. Oh, yes. Right.
1: Okay. So Michael and I had the same father. And then, uh, She was divorced and then remarried, and so then my two sisters and my little brother, they had the same father, my stepfather.
0: So was was it dysfunctional?
1: We were lucky because we had grandma and grandpa right next door, or in the beginning we lived with them, so they were always a constant there in your life, you know? And I had two great-grandparents across the alley, you know, it was a nice little situation.
0: <laughs> and you grew up in Denver?
1: No, Alliance. So.
0: Oh, right, right. So then what made you go, what brought you to Colorado?
1: I left when I was 18 and a half to go to business school in Colorado.
0: What was the business school?
1: Central Business College. It was a girl school, all girls' school.
0: What did you want to do when you were, when you were little, what did you want to do?
1: Oh cute story when i was little
0: can't wait uh, uh,
1: and somebody would ask me that i'd tell him i wanted to drive a pop truck so i could have all the pop i wanted like a soda yeah
0: wow <laughs> why didn't you do that
1: <laughs> i didn't even learn to drive till i was 23 well good thing
0: you didn't do that or you might be dead from your diabetes
1: <laughs> well my theory why i got the diet well first of all my Paternal grandfather had diabetes so and it is kind of hereditary so. Oh. Um and then I guess my father got it. I don't know. But um oh what was I going to say? Um
0: um the pot, soda truck. Oh yeah. Uh, and then diabetes. Your theory behind diabetes.
1: Oh, oh, okay. See, I didn't <laughs> go I didn't go to I went 18 no 13 months to the business school and got a, it was just a certificate for bookkeeping, accounting.
0: Just good yeah. job, you did it certificate?
1: Huh? What?
0: Like a good job, you did it certificate? Or, or a no, certificate no. That meant a, something? You could
1: get one that was just <laughs> t- clerk typing, or you could get one that's had bookkeeping involved, right. or you could have the, that shorthand typing and bookkeeping. I had the most. That you could get.
0: So you rocked it. Yeah, you did well.
1: It wasn't the best at shorthand, but
0: now what do you mean shorthand?
1: Don't you know what shorthand is?
0: Like shorthand writing? Yeah. I drawing a blank on what it means.
1: Well, you know, there's
0: like note taking. Yeah. Oh, I see.
1: And you use symbols to.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Really.
1: And then you're timed. And, you, you know, you have to do so many words a minute, and then you have to transcribe it on the typewriter. And you, and to get out of school, I had to have at least uh, 100 words a minute right. in shorthand and 60 words a minute typing. Well, you know, typing was not my...
0: Strong student. suit.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I mean, I would have been done with school a couple of months earlier. The last couple of months, I just did typing and shorthand, you know, but. Um,
0: how many people were in your class? We were, or how many people were in the school?
1: Oh, I don't know that because.
0: It was a college, a proper college?
1: A business school is what they call uh,
0: business college, yeah. Do you remember where it was in, in yeah, Denver?
1: Yeah, yeah, down on uh, 11th and Grant.
0: Is it still there?
1: I don't know, but hmm. it was across the street from the state unemployment. I remember at that time, and um, Twyla no knew about it, but she she was there. Twyla, same-
0: my stepdad's mother, right, right.
1: She um she was there at the same time.
0: Oh, she went to that as well.
1: She didn't go to my school. She went to a <coughs> to a different. There was a couple of different ones. She, I think she went to Parks. But um, she was she was there at the same time because I'm just a couple of months older than her. And, uh, but she was from down around Broken Bow. But anyway, she told me the other day that... Uh, I don't know if it was a cousin or a friend or somebody went to Central.
0: Your hearing aid's not being affected, right? By the headphones? No. Okay.
1: And... Um, so anyway... Then they'd been there for years, I guess, right. and uh, they normally started a class the first of June, right, or the first of September,
0: right.
1: So we were experimental. We were a first time they'd ever started a class like in February, right, because it was for people like me that decided not to go to college, and then after a period six months, right decided they were never going to, you know, they weren't going to make it to college, so they were going to go to business school. And that's right. exactly what happened to me. So um, there were 29 of us in that class.
0: It's not. Is that big or?
1: No, that was small compared to the others.
0: So you said you got a, a certificate. Does well, that like a dipl- is that like yeah, a diploma? A diploma,
1: yeah, uh, diploma. A
0: diploma? A diploma. De- a death diploma. <laughs> Diploma?
1: (laughs) You know what I mean.
0: Diploma?
1: Yeah, I even still have it. (laughs) Do
0: you? Yeah. Mama didn't throw it away? No. That's the only thing she didn't throw away of yours? Right. Now, Mama says you're a hoarder. Is that...
1: That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my generation. That's what, you know?
0: Keeping everything?
1: Yeah. That's the way we grew up.
0: Just, oh, like like Great Depression era.
1: Yeah, my... Yeah, my grandparents grew had a family during the Depression, and my mother was born before the Depression. So
0: they used to conserve well.
1: Yeah, you reused everything, and um, your your grandpa's your great grandparents rigs they they did the same very same thing. It, that was just the way things were.
0: Ben told me a story of how his mom because his parents are older, I think they're approaching 70.
1: Okay, so they're close to my age.
0: Right. And he says that growing up, he remembers his mom used to or either his mom or his grandma used to when they used a paper towel, she would wash it and then hang it up and reuse it later. A oh. paper towel. Oh,
1: my, well, they well, um uh, my mother-in-law, she uh papa's mother, yeah. Mm-hmm. She she would uh like ziplocks, but they weren't called ziplocks then. But that's what
0: you know. What were they called back then?
1: I don't know, plastic bags. I don't know. Baggies. She wore wa- yeah zippy like that. bags. Baggies. Yeah, that was one thing.
0: Zippy bags.
1: Huh?
0: <laughs> zippy bags.
1: No baggies. They are. Called- but ba- anyway, she washed them baggies? out and held them up, put them up on a clothesline, and reused them. And <laughs> Grandma saved "All well, the original." TV dinners came in aluminum trays. Oh, you know, wow. that was way before microwaves, so they had to be cooked in the oven. It took 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> she saved all. Was the
0: microwave th- invented back then? No. I don't. Oh, wow.
1: She saved all the. Um, she washed in the trays and used them, reused them. Because when Grandpa, that six months or so that Grandpa and I were doing his groceries. Running his grocery store in 62, um, she would cook the meals and then put them in those trays right, and uh, heat them up and send them over to us to eat. So everything got recycled and reused.
0: The grocery store? Who owned that?
1: My grandparents. They bought it in may of 62 i graduated in on may 31st of 62 so grandpa and i ran it for the, till i went to business school
0: was that good experience
1: yeah i didn't get paid well but
0: <laughs> what'd you get paid
1: um it was like salaried um i don't know if it was 130 or a 100 dollars a month not that much Oh,
0: that is not much but things were cheap
1: Well, my very first job when I was 16 was at a soda fountain in the drugstore in Alliance.
0: So kind of like your dream job, but just not mobile.
1: Yeah. And um, I get paid 65 cents an hour. Well, I did so well, I got a 10-cent raise. Yippee. Yeah. And then um, they decided, you know, that I... So I worked from like Easter of the junior year and then the summer between junior and senior. And they asked me to work the lunch from like 11 in the morning because of the lunch crowd uh, all day. And I got a dollar an hour.
0: Was that a lot to you?
1: Well, yeah. Uh, Where was that? In Alliance.
0: Oh, right. Okay. And
1: then, um, then I had, quit because I went to work for grandpa but uh, it was kind of fun too because you know he had his own meat counter and I could slice the lunch meat and the bacon and
0: it's nothing <laughs> like slicing meat
1: well on a big you know I could have cut myself off hands off
0: <laughs> you never did
1: no I was okay
0: <laughs> now with all those siblings six kids five five kids and then you lit your' your father and mother were present like they were around all the time my or not? mother
1: and stepfather yeah
0: so where was your dad
1: well, i didn't know if he was alive or dead until i was a senior in high school and my mother informed me that he had sent me a 25 uh savings bond or savings thing um so, I never met the man that I remember. I guess I did see him when I was four back in Boston, but I don't remember. So, I guess he must not have made an impression.
0: <laughs> now, why did he split?
1: Well, he was in, in the service when they got married. Right. The Second World War.
0: Him and Grandma Rosemary. Yeah. Yep.
1: And, um, like I said, he was from Boston and he was stationed at the Air Base Basin Alliance. And that's how they met. Because it's... I guess it seems strange to me too but the stories I heard was that downtown alliance was open 24 hours a day because all those guys from the air base came in. Right. And you know, so town. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So um and then sometimes they slept in the park. And stuff, you know, wow. y- uh, my mother and my aunt said, you don't walk through the park <laughs> at night, you know, and <laughs> right. stuff like that. So anyway, uh, he w- was uh, a crew chief on a bomber and he was um, stationed in Burma and did what they called flying over the hump, which meant they flew over the Himalayan mountains and bombed China. Wow. And uh, so, I can understand. They do that. They come back. They don't know if they're going to return or they're going to be alive. And then they sit there and they drink until it's time to go again.
0: So, he was an alcoholic.
1: So, he came home a hardcore alcoholic.
0: Now, were there a lot? Are there? Were there a lot of alcoholics in our family?
1: No. Um, my brother, his son, he had a tendency towards it, but he probably inherited it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Papa had his moments, but...
0: Now tell me about when you uh, met Papa. He was the only man you ever married, correct? Yep. And how, how did you meet him? What was his name?
1: Raymond Riggs.
0: And how did you meet him? How old were you? I was... Tell me that story.
1: I was... Um, I just turned...
0: Twenty, right.
1: And he was managing some apartments over by Saint Joseph Hospital in Denver,
0: right.
1: And uh, this girl I worked with said that uh, he had an apartment for rent, so we went over there. To they were old houses that were converted into apartments, and so we went over there and and he showed us around, and that's how I met him. So the three of us rented the apartment. And it was $150 a month, so it was $50 a month for each of us. Wow. That was included the... Utilities. Yeah, so, you know.
0: And you liked him? What was appealing about him?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't believe that he was 10 years older than me until he showed me his driver's license.
0: <laughs> was he bragging about being 10 years older? No, no. Or he just looked young?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Was he handsome?
1: Yeah, he, and uh, he had his two uh, young sons because his wife had just deserted him and the sons before, months before I met him.
0: You were his third? Second. Second wife. Why did they desert him, did he tell you? Or do you know?
1: Why did Darlene take off?
0: Yes. <laughs> just speak freely. <laughs> <laughs> Just speak freely. Well,
1: both Raymond and Arlene were, now I know, narcissists. They were selfish. They were. It was all about them. They didn't, you know. So she just. I was only. She was only four years older than me. Right. And. Uh, did so, you
0: did you ever know her, Darlene?
1: Eventually.
0: I see. I hated her. Really.
1: And then, as years went on, and the Ricky and Glenn grew up and everything, and then there were birthday parties and baby showers and things like that, she would be there and I would be there. So, eventually, we got to the point where we were talk to each other. And
0: now, Ricky and Glenn, you said the name's Ricky and Glenn, that is?
1: My two stepsons.
0: Right, and those were Papa's children.
1: Yes, he had a third, a little boy, Kevin that had died the day after Christmas the previous year before I met him.
0: And how'd he handle that?
1: Who knows?
0: He never talked about it?
1: Well, kind of, but...
0: Do you need to itch your ear?
1: No, it just... um. So, t- Papa had five kids all together, and he lost two of them. Wow. So, if that tells you anything, what kind of a parent he was... But anyway, Kevin, according to Papa, Kevin uh, got what he called bilateral pneumonia, and he just went upstairs uh, to check on the kids after he closed the bar up in the ski area, and he was dead, laying in bed between the other two boys.
0: In between?
1: They were all three in bed together, and Kevin was blue. And he was just turned a year old on the 19th, and this was the day after Christmas.
0: And it was for sure, the cause of death was for sure, this yeah. bilateral pneumonia?
1: Yeah, because Raymond said that he uh, insisted on an autopsy because Darlene was such a bad mother, which is true. And uh, so that's what they said.
0: Because well, the first thing that came to mind mind when you said he was in between the two. Oh,
1: no, he didn't smother, no.
0: Now, how old were the... Old? The boys? Yeah.
1: Um, Let's see. That would have been 63. So, uh, Ricky must have just turned four, and Glenn eight.
0: Okay. And it, it, they just slept together because it was a small house?
1: Well, actually, it was the Hideaway Ski Lodge in in Hideaway Park, which was halfway between. Oh, as you go over the pass and go towards Winter Park, right? And um, so he and Darlene were managing this for some guy, old guy out of Colorado Springs, and uh, they lived above the bar and kitchen, right? So it was just bedrooms you know there. I see yeah so she had gone to bed and he closed the bar and then he went up and he checked on the boys and
0: but he never talked to you about how it affected him do you think it did affect him significantly because oh. how old was he at this point Papa
1: uh, let's see if I was um, at that point I would have been 19 so he would have been 29
0: and he Do you think it, did he talk about how it affected him?
1: Well, he had all of Kevin's toys and clothes. And before I had met him, he had given them to some other lady that uh, was in one of the other house, apartment houses, that had a little baby. He'd given her, I'm sure it affected him, but he just, you know. So, anyway. So,
0: uh, So you meet Papa, you're 20. How long after had Darlene, or how long after was this when Darlene had- It
1: took st- off? It was just a few months after she took off. See, she just told him she was going, I don't know, to the grocery store or something. And he,
0: classic, cl- <laughs> classic, <laughs> I'm going the, to the grocery during store. During the day,
1: and she he told her, why don't you take the boys? Right. And she said, no, they should stay there with him.
0: Because, oh, so she split without them?
1: Yes. That's the kind of person she was. And ran off with the guy she eventually married.
0: Was she sleeping around?
1: She was sleeping with this guy, I guess. She met him in some bar somewhere. He was like 10 years older than her.
0: Right.
1: And he had five kids. And then together they had two. But anyway, so yeah, then, you know, they had even reported her missing to the police. And, um, this I got all this from my mother and father in law and uh the car was abandoned at a grocery store just down on colfax, not too far from the
0: c d part of colfax
1: no, at that time it wasn't c d oh i see and um so um yeah, and then later on they said uh some i don't know who asked her if it was the uh judge or who, but if, uh, why she didn't take the kids with her. And she said, oh, she knew that Raymond's folks would take care of them.
0: Wow. So very narcissistic, very, very selfish, very, and you described, immature. yeah, you described, uh, Papa as you described Raymond Papa as being the same way. When did you realize that he was,
1: no, much too late.
0: <laughs> what well, why what what makes I mean, you say that?
1: I mean, I was always had rose-colored glasses on and I was always just sure I could change him, you know.
0: At what point did you realize that he needed a change or that you thought you could change him like Does that um, make sense?
1: Yeah, but I don't know. Um
0: Was there a significant moment in time looking back now where you realize that that was a huge clue? Like, was there one big event? No, no, there wasn't one big event. Or just several little things? A lot
1: of little things. (laughs) Yeah, see, like, his only goal in life was to prove to his parents that he wasn't a fuck-up. Yeah, yeah. And so therefore, they were on the list of people, you know, who had got priority. It was his folks, and it's not their fault It was just his warped view. And then these kids probably, and I was always last. Really? Always.
0: So you meet him?
1: Yeah, and I knew him for like three years before we ever got married. And
0: he was kind during those three years?
1: No, I wouldn't go that far, but...
0: But you had never met anyone else worth your time, or what?
1: No, I wasn't. I don't think I ever actually went on a date ever in my life. Wow. (laughs) I know, sad, isn't it? So, um...
0: How... When you you say that, isn't... How how does that make you feel? Isn't...
1: Like kicking myself, you know?
0: Well, you couldn't have known.
1: No, I was, like I said, I wear rose-colored glasses, and I was just so sure that I loved him so much that I could just make him perfect, you know? That it was all Darlene's fault, blah, 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 well... I guess I was there because Reggie needed me.
0: His children that he had with Darlene.
1: Yes, needed me. And they have said in years gone by since they've been grown and now they're grandparents and everything uh, that, uh, you know, they, they know that it was me that.
0: Well, they look at you as their mother.
1: Yeah, I'm the only one that got left. (laughs) So.
0: Did Darlene die?
1: Yeah, a few years Uh, ago. uh, Breast cancer. Oh. Again, she found a lump, I guess. Wouldn't go to the doctor, didn't do anything about it, didn't tell anybody until it had gone all through her body. Oh, wow. (laughs) And she was an alcoholic, but then she, I guess she did finish drink or quit drinking. But, Mm. um, yeah, kind of screwed in the head. but um,
0: was Papa Raymond an alcoholic?
1: He had his moments. When
0: would certain things trigger him to drink, or
1: yeah, if he got stressed or if he got, oh, I don't know, but he he would sometimes go to a bar or go with somebody and then. Just never come home. And we had to do stupid janitor jobs at night.
0: Because that's what he did, right?
1: Yeah, and he insisted that I and the kids had to help him for 12 years. And um, so here I am wondering how these jobs are going to get done and if he's going to make it home alive.
0: And you have two children at this point with him. Yeah, yeah. And they're how old?
1: Oh, um, well. Young. Yeah, grade school. Mm -hmm. Some even before that, uh, preschool. So we. uh, Made it work? Well, I mean, I had to because he came home finally and he'd be passed out drunk. So then I would have to get the kids up, put them in the car, go with me. I had to go do the janitor jobs in the middle of the night by myself.
0: Did you have another job on top of that?
1: Sometimes I did,
0: and I'm sure it was exhausting.
1: Well, um, and then for seven years, my mother and and uh, little brother and sisters lived in Arvada, so I Arvada, would, Colorado. Yeah, and so uh, she was living there when. Uh, Mama was born and Chris was born. Mm -hmm. So I would put the kids in the car and I would take them all the way across from Commerce City to Arvada and leave them with my mother and take my little brother, Timmy, to help me. And we would go do these janitor jobs in the middle of the night. That's selfish, man.
0: It is. Now, were there times where you confronted him?
1: No, that didn't do any good. Why? Because I couldn't stand it when he was mad at me. So, anyway, so it was really Chris that Ronnie was always a good sport as a baby. Man, she spent so much time as a baby crawling around on offices on carpet like this while we were doing janitor jobs, and she ran the wheels off of a walker at this one place that had cement floors, and she would go down the See, concrete literally ran the wheels off of the right. walker.
0: Rhonda, my mom.
1: Yeah. Right. And uh, she was always pretty good about the janitor jobs. Chris, he'd scream. He didn't want any part of it when he was just a baby. So then he was a good excuse. But then poor Glenn had to start filling in when he was, like, in high school.
0: So how many kids did you log with you to these jobs?
1: On weekends, Everybody.
0: So how many is that?
1: Well, maybe before Chris was born, there would be three, the two older boys and, and mama. Yeah. And then, uh, so I had to pack this diaper bag and make bottles and make sure I had all the stuff that would take all day, because we had like three or four to do, you know. And,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know. Um. So I'm going to conclude this episode and then we're going to start another one. Okay? okay. So this is, uh, I don't know if this will be the first or second episode because I have, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll figure it out. Nana, I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, so this has been Conversations with Nana, either episode one or two. Hope you enjoyed this. Um, do you have anything, Nana? <laughs> Just shaking your head Alright We'll be back